No, and now that I overcame it, I feel like a lot stronger. Like I don't even like that's a badge of honor you wear now. Never get back that low. Like I already mm -hmm. been that low. You know what I'm saying? Right. What's that thing where it's only up from here? I'll never go back there. Yeah. No, I feel that. You know, you you got over that mountain. You got over that huge mountain. So mountains that's like a little smaller or not as big as that, like you laugh at them now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that ain't nothing. Like look what I done overcame. And that's a badge of honor you can wear proudly on your chest. So this is the second episode of Living with Elijah. Um, I'm just here with my brother, Jeremiah. They call him JP with the AP. You can find him on Instagram with that social media handle. But this second episode, me and him, we're just going to be doing a mental health check-in. How we doing? Uh, Jeremiah, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm JP with the AP. You hear me? Grew up in Detroit, 22. Uh, you hear me? I got a call on my eye. Check that out on my page. You feel me? We just gonna keep moving. We slow with it. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah, can you, can you share a little bit like your backstory, like who you are, what you do? You know, just the rundown. Uh, my backstory. I grew up everywhere for real. Like I moved around a lot as a kid, so I lived in Detroit. Indianapolis, Miami, Las Vegas. I've been everywhere. So that just really affected me. But I'm just like, I'm a hustler for real, bro. I don't know how to describe who I am besides I'm a hustler. I'm going to go get it. Go get it. Go get that bag. Nah, I'm with that, bro. I'm with that. What you think? Um, I know your mental health journey has been, you know, a long one as well as many other black men we see. So can you give a little insight into like when you first, you know, started your mental health journey and where it's taking you now? I first started like close to when I was graduating. Um, when I was graduating high school, like my senior year, that's when it started to kick in because I started to realize who I was. And then I'm like, damn, after high school, what I'm going to do, you feel me? Right. Yeah, I was I was in the streets, so like I just kept that up for real. Mm -hmm. Once I stopped that, how is that uh, like my mental health journey has been like a roller coaster. I've been out of highs, I've been out of been real low. Oh, it is. Real low. At the end of senior year, it was it was real high, and then after about a after I tried college, out college wasn't for me. Once I dropped out, it was like a straight decline. Like, yeah. that's when I really reached one of my lowest points was after I dropped out. Because I didn't know what to do after that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, what do I do now? Where am I going now? Like, what's the plan? Speaking of what you first said, you know, first getting out of high school and being faced with that question, you know, who am I? Like, that's such a big question mm -hmm. that everybody gonna get faced with that someday, no matter, you know, no matter the journey you on. Like, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Like, if you don't know who you are, your purpose, like what you walking in, like that means, you know, that don't mean nothing. And I think that's the journey I've been on lately. This podcast that I started, it's been, it's been so good for me. And 
last week, like releasing that first episode, I haven't had joy for myself like that in such a long time. And, you know, it's like for the first time in a long time, I feel like I'm finally walking in purpose. Like I got no doubt in my mind, like this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is this is the path that I'm supposed to be on right now. And like that is such a powerful factor for any human being. Like the mm. most dangerous man is a man who know what he want in life. And a lot of these men nowadays, they have no idea what they want. And they look around wandering, lost, you know, trying to build that anything. People don't know a lot of people don't know their passion because they ain't tried enough. Mm-hmm. You gotta try and be scared to try something new. Like, exactly. like what you said, you felt like you haven't felt that purpose in a long time. Never remind me of when in high school I used to rap and I thought I was going to blow up. Right. And I took it serious, but eventually I just stopped rapping. But I found that passion for passion and just started doing clothes. So it was like, mm-hmm. I felt that same energy. Like, I never felt so happy until I started releasing clothes and started the business. Well, got my LLC, you feel me? And it's weird because, like, you know, you said you was rapping at first. I was doing uh, video editing at first. Like, I thought I was going to be doing that for the rest of my life because that brought me so much joy. But there's there's certain passions, certain purposes that only last a season and that are, on, that are only there to teach you for that time. Like, you are supposed to be doing that at that time, but that's not yeah. going to be your whole life. Like, you're going to find your purpose through struggling. It's like you have to get it wrong to get it right. Like, you have to go left to go right. You have to struggle with your worth to find your worth. And you have to settle to know what settling looks like. And so that is all a part of the process of knowing who you are and knowing what your mission is on this earth. And that's that's the journey I'm on right now. Like, I've seen I've seen how much video editing, I've seen how much videography, photography, I've seen how much I can do of that. And I've seen just how powerful that can be for people. But this new season I'm in, I don't want to do that. So why should I be obliged to? Why should I be obligated to? Like I'm, for the first time, I'm walking in purpose again. And videography was that years ago, but now it's this podcast. And so that's what I'm going to do. I don't think it's a bad thing to have more than one passion. It's just about what you focus in, what you focus into. Like, yeah, you could, you feel me? Do one thing, blow up, take a series, grind it out until you get to the top, and then yeah. start. It's, life is about journeys. You feel me? So right. it's like you can go in as many journeys as you want to. It's your life. Nobody can tell you what. Right. Oh, you have this. You have to do this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, like I say it all the time. It's your life story. You can change the chapter whenever you want. You can change. You can give a plot to whenever you want. Change the narrator. Change the side characters. Like this, your this story, and you creating it. You writing it every day. What yeah. you said? I said the chapter of your life can be as short or as long as you want to make it. You can always change it up. Mm. You always can. That's so real. Jeremiah, I know um, your clothing brand, you were speaking on that earlier, just how much that has meant for you and, you know, where you are lately. Can you just give a little bit more on that? Like what that what that first meant for you and what it means for you now? Um, In high school, when I was in like junior year, I was probably like 16, 17. That's when I first designed my first club. Mm -hmm. I've always been a dresser. So it was like, 
Okay, why not make my own line? I won't say it didn't do good. I just didn't execute the plan the first time. Mm. And then that I met my other business partner who was who's my previous business partner. We actually planned the clothing line that I have right now. We planned it out for like two, three years. We used to go to McDonald's because we needed somewhere to meet up to work. We used to actually sit and work at McDonald's, brainstorming. We used to go to art shows to get inspiration. Wow. We interviewed people. We we put a lot of work into it mm-hmm. and launched it. did good, but we knew how to create good products. But I had I didn't know the business plan. I, I messed mm. up the money. To, um, right, the other side. So I, so I yeah. waited another year, sat down, took a break from it. Now I just released. I just re-released it about mm-hmm. three months ago. Actually, yeah, about three mm. months ago. Tight. It's been doing a lot. Got the LLC and everything's been doing. There we go. It's been. There we go. Like three that. months. It made good. Good three thousand, good starting money though. It didn't fail, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. That's, good money. That's much more than where you was at when you was starting. You know, like we said, like this is an example of that the the journey. Like at first, you know, you was getting it wrong again and again. You was failing, you was falling. Look at you now. You know, you you realize you had to know the other side of it, which was the business side, the money side. And now, you know, you just you just came up on three k off a of clothing brand. You know, you made three years ago, like. That is amazing. And um, just uh, going back to what you said about, you know, going to art shows and stuff for inspiration. I do that as well. I mean, as a creative, we really need to be around other creatives in order to get that inspiration, because a lot of creativity is just imitation. That's what people don't realize. Like a lot of the stuff you're creating is just a better version or just uh, either a better or watered down version of somebody else's idea. And we're all bouncing ideas off of each other as humans. That's why we're here. And so, like, your best creation may just be a revamped version of another's person. Another person. Like if I get inspiration right. for something, I add my own style right. and flavor to Personalize it. Exactly. That's why it's your clothing. It's your clothing, brand. So, like, that um, inspiration. Is there anywhere else, you know, you go to get inspiration for clothing? clothing yeah i look at other clothing lines all the time like i either look at clothing lines or i look at like rappers or fashion icons and i know it's a couple of entrepreneurs who own their own clothing stores and they have clothing brands i love looking at that type of stuff because it motivates me because one day i want to open up my own store and just rock mm-hmm. out with that i want to do it like really big for real and I love seeing entrepreneurs that have their own clothing store where they customize how the store looks. Like mm. they start off a regular mall store, like they got their own logos yeah. in there. They got yeah. different music exactly. types of personalized. Personalized. That's what I mean. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool to me. Like, mm-hmm. What do you see this uh brand going in like five to ten years? Well, like what's the large vision? Five to ten years because I'm I'm getting close to getting halfway done with school. Once I'm done with school, all that money, all that bread I'm making out of from you know working is gonna be straight yeah. invested in. And I'm just gonna keep reinvesting and reinvesting. All I need is the paper to invest into it. That's the only thing that's keeping me from being as big as I want to be. Mm. I need to 
I just need the money. Yeah, the money be the biggest thing sometimes. And you got to invest in yourself. Like, you have to. I never knew how, I never knew how true that saying was till I really got older trying to do things. It definitely take money to make for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta stack that money up and make boss moves because you gotta think about it like this. Not only does it cost to promote, but the more money you got, the more bulk you can buy, and the lower your price get. Uh, so, the lower my price get, that's the more I can profit. Exactly. You know. So like, money. What is that? Uh, Higher demand, demand, supply and demand. Uh-huh. Yeah. The higher supply you got, you know. That's just buying tickets. Like, this is what I learned from the streets. The more you buy, like if I'm selling weed, mm-hmm. the more I buy, the lower the ticket gets. So the more yeah. I can sell it for. Okay. And the more profit I can get. Right. I mean, not even the more I can sell it for. I can sell it for less because I bought it for less and I can get it off faster or I can just keep it the same price and profit more than what I would usually profit. Mm. So if I'm, if I'm, for example, hold on, I got you. You good. Hold on. I got these hats for my clothing line. So for example, I think the first time I ran the sale for these hats, I bought six of them and they cost me about for numbers say, let's say they cost me 18. 18, okay. If I buy, if I would have bought 10, 20 of them, the price would have been maybe 13 or so, and I could have kept it at the same price. Yeah. And made a lot more back. But I just didn't have the money at the time, so. Right. I did what I could just to make what I could. Right. I hear so, what you're saying. I get it. Big five to 10 years. Yeah, if you really got like a high demand, you can sell it for less, but you're selling more of the product, like multiple. Like you have maybe like 10 things selling for $10 instead of five things selling for $25. You know, you 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 selling more, which is getting your product out more, which is attracting more followers, attracting more people as well. Uh-huh. Five to ten years, I don't know, cause like I still think about going to fashion school sometimes. Like yeah. once I got the money to pay for it, and yeah, that's how much I, I, I sit there and just learn new ways to be creative. I may or may not do that. I'm still thinking about it, but right. I might not even need. It. I just yeah, you might not. I heard fashion school a waste of time. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> I just feel like I can learn my own fashion. Like, why do I need somebody to tell me about fashion? Especially if that's like a modern concept, too. Yeah. I just learned how to sell not too long ago, too. So I really, I don't think it's much they could teach me. stuff from YouTube. I guess I think, I, I just like the thought of it, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I don't need it, though. What has been, like, one of the biggest setbacks or things you've had to overcome in your life? And how did you? Uh, for me, mental health, cause uh, it was a point in my life where not gonna get too far into detail, but it was a point in my life where I was suicidal, and um, yeah, it was a point in my life I was suicidal, and that that was the hardest thing. Overcoming that was probably the hardest thing. And how did you? How did you do it? Um, my family noticed I was right like the people around me knew I wasn't right and they got me help mm-hmm. and at first the help it, it was it was a rocky road bro it took a long time to recover honestly. yeah it's all a part of the journey like we were saying it's all a part yeah. of the journey. 
It was a very difficult time. Yeah. Yeah. But knowing now that I overcame it, I feel like a lot stronger. Like, I don't even. Like, that's a badge of honor you wear, no. Never get back that low. Like, I already mm -hmm. been that low. You know what I'm saying? Right. What's that thing where it's only up from here? I'll never go back that yeah. low. No, I feel that. You know, you, you got over that mountain. You got over that huge mountain. So mountains that's, like, a little smaller or not as big as that, like, you laugh at them. No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that ain't nothing. Like, look what I done overcame. And that's a badge of honor you can wear proudly on your chest. Like, you able to sit on this Zoom call, sit on this podcast, and tell me about something you just overcame. Like, the hardest thing, saying you – you even thought about taking, you know, taking your life. Like, you're at a place now where you're able to look back at that and use it as motivation, use it as something to propel you forward. But you wasn't mm -hmm. like, that wasn't, that wasn't where you were at when you were sitting in it, though. And, like, overcoming mm -hmm. that, getting over that mountain, you laugh at mountains now. Like, you you laugh oh, at raindrops because of the storms you done been through. Mm -hmm. I think religion was another thing that took me a long time to overcome because I went what on was religion. What was religion? It? Oh, religion. What you mean? I went on a journey where I didn't know what religion I should pick because I it the one I was raised in just didn't yeah. sit with me and it took me a long time. What uh, religion were you raised in? Christianity. Yeah. It just didn't stick with me. Mm -hmm. I did too much research and behind the Bible and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was lost on that. That that played a part too. Mm -hmm. You think that played a part into the mental health? It did play a part in my mental health because I was so confused. I like imagine you want to pray to God, but you don't know what God to pray to. Yeah, hey, that's real. A year or two, like mm -hmm. to deal with that for two years. Yeah. I was going. That's real. Yeah. So you want to die, but you don't know who to pray to. Or some people just don't know what to say. Yeah. I said once I converted to Islam, I got I became a lot more clear. Mm -hmm. It made more sense to me. And mm -hmm. I don't pressure anybody to, you know, convert or anything. It's just it just works. Everybody has their own path. Everybody mm -hmm. Find their own way what makes sense to them. Like the Bible, the Quran may not make sense to the next person, but it makes the Bible sense. Sense. Yeah. But, but the Bible didn't make sense to me, so the Quran made more sense. And right. I don't judge anybody. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. Sure. Like what worked for you worked for you. That may not work for me. We all made distinctly the path we all set upon ain't gonna look the same. So our paths don't have to cross. That's why I don't like when people attack other religions. It's like it's all the same path to the same destination, just different ways. To people like attack it and make up scenarios that ain't true. What do you think religion has especially helped with, like since you've converted? How has that given you more purpose or like giving you more drive in your life? It's given me direction when I'm lost. If I'm going through something and I feel like I don't have the strength to deal with it, I can pray. Or if I um if I'm unsure about something that I'm doing, like and I get what's if I get anxious about it, I can pray about it and you know what I'm saying get understanding. 
I don't think people understand like prayer is a form of meditation. It really yeah. is because when you're praying, when you're praying, your mind is focused on nothing else but what you're praying about. And prayer isn't for you know the God we're praying to. Prayer isn't for them. Prayer is for us. Prayer is so much. Right. You know, God already knows what we need. He already knows yeah. what we ask for before we even ask for it. But we have to ask for ourselves. We got to speak it out. Say. Like you said, I'm not strong enough to do this right now. And ask him to fill up for that weakness. And yeah, that's something. That's something I definitely do. Like prayer is, prayer is how I attack every battle in my life. I don't know what I would do if I if I couldn't pray. If I didn't pray, each day, like if nobody prayed for me, I have no idea where I would be right now. Feel that. It's a. Uh... It's a constant battle because I learned it's not only prayer, but it's also obedience too. Mm. Gotta be obedient. Yeah. Expand on that. Um, I can pray all day, but if I'm not listening to God or mm. what He's telling me, mm. I ain't gonna get blessings or the benefits. Like, right. Yeah. Basically, works is dead. Yeah, Faith God is the master. You don't listen, He's gonna spank you, bro. He will. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Hey, he spanked you over and over again until you learned that lesson, bro. <laughs> he said you ain't get it last time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it should be because, like, how else we gonna learn? Yeah. For real. Like, if we continue doing the same thing, making the same mistakes, you think God just going to stop sending, you know, the same person, the same type of person in your life? God going to get it. God going to get it in your head whether you want him to or not. Okay. And it's so hard because he be, sometimes he talks very loud. Like, that spank be very loud. And you hear the reverb, like, years after. And mm -hmm. That's the hardest thing because God is a God of discipline and we have to be obedient, as you said. And it's like, um, like I use this analogy, analogy all the time. Like you, it's like a quarterback and a wide receiver. As a wide receiver, you can have so much faith that your quarterback throws it right on the money in your hands. But if you don't put your hands out to catch that pass, to catch that blessing, like yeah. it's, it's worth nothing. What, what good is the pass worth if you're not, you're not showing no words. You're not showing you want that ball. Right. Like you have you have to take accountability at some point. Say, God not gonna just give it to me. I have to receive it. You know? But yeah, I heard this one quote saying, A man who loves walking will walk further than a man who loves the destination. What do that mean to you? Yeah, that's true. Because mm. if you if you only focus on the destination, you ain't enjoying the journey. Mm, you're not enjoying the journey. Like we was talking about earlier, the beauty in that journey, man. Because that journey teaches you so much. So much. And then once you get to the destination, it's like, what do you do now? Right. If you, if all you did was for the destination, what 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 are you going to do when you get there? Like, what's the next path? You don't even mm. know what's next. If you in love with the journey, once you get to that destination, you just focused on the next journey you're about to take, the next walk. When you get to the destination, and the destination was all you wanted, and you find out it's not what you really actually thought it was going to be, you're going to be crushed. Right. You ain't learned nothing on the journey. You was just 
That junk going to break you. That junk going to break you. Expect disappointment. You will never get disappointed, man. I got that from Spider-Man. Expect disappointment. You will never be disappointed. And I think that's like... No, you shouldn't see the negative, the negativity in all your situations, but the essence of that quote is to see situations as what they what they are and not what what you want them to be. Like no. expect the situation to turn out exactly how it's supposed to turn out. Expect people to act according to their behavior, not how you want them to act. Expect all of that. So you never be disappointed when they don't, you know, achieve your standards. Yeah. You gotta expect and accept it. Uh-huh. When the situation happens that you don't like, you can't go back in time and this changing. Uh-huh. But you can move forward if you accept it. If you don't accept it, you're gonna be dwelling on it. Right. And then dwelling on it, you you ain't letting go of that rope. You're not walking forward. You're not walking on that journey you're supposed to be on. But um, Jeremiah, I know you go to trade school. You said you're you're almost done with that. Just talk a little bit about what trade school is, you know, what it has done for you and why you chose to go that route. Trade school, you learn the skill trade, like working with your hands, basically. Mm. It's like, a traditional job to go to college for. And a lot of these type of jobs, um, you have apprenticeships, so you work under somebody, but you learn as you you get paid while you're learning the job, basically, from a lot of these positions. Mm-hmm. And I chose it because um, college wasn't working for me. I didn't like it. I didn't see myself doing any of the things they offered. And I also didn't see myself sitting there for four years. And I also didn't see myself... Um, there's a lot of things I didn't like about college. Like I didn't want to pay all the money being mm-hmm. there. Um, I didn't like taking unnecessary classes. Like that had nothing to do with what I'm trying to go for. Mm-hmm. I actually tried this twice. I didn't. I really actually went back and tried to do it, but it wasn't for me. And it's not for people. Like, what worked for you may not work for me. You go to trade school. I don't think I would ever even let trade school cross my mind. Like, (laughs) that's just the person I am. That's just the journey I'm on. That's just the growth that I see for myself. And a college campus, like, that's where I see myself right now. That's where I'm doing my due diligence, doing God's work, and you doing the same just at a trade school. Another reason I came here is because before I came here, I was working as an apprentice mm-hmm. doing electrical work, and I seen how much I like working with my hands, and it, it felt so much better than working a dead end, like McDonald's type of job. Yeah. And also, I wasn't sitting at a desk all day. I was active, and it, it felt satisfying working with the tools and things and yeah. seeing the mic, like every time I put up LED lights or anything, I can turn it on and see everything I just work actually come to life. Wow, so, that's real. See everything you just work come to life. Yeah. Man, I wish we had experiences like that at college because, like, you know the experience. Like, you sitting in a classroom three, four hours out of the day, like, just listen to a professor lecture just go on and on about some stuff like you that you could never apply to your life. 
Like it seemed like trade school is more intentional about your career paths because they they're specified for that specific trade, that specific, you know, category. Yeah. College, college is a home for so many people from so many, you know, different walks and paths. It is. This is a unique trade school I go to. Most trade schools don't have a dorm and mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But I live on campus here, but it's like don't get me wrong, I still gotta go to the classroom too. Yeah. But I don't lectures. I really usually do book work and it's like self-paced. Okay. So I'll finish too, but I still do have to take a lot of classroom instruction, especially for hands-on things. Yeah. We do a lot of hands-on projects to I'm one of those people that learn by doing something. Right. So like uh -huh. I, may not, I may not learn it all the way if a teacher telling me it, but mm -hmm. if I sit there and do it. Even if I mess up, I'm gonna learn from my mistake, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get it right. I'm gonna understand how to do it. That's why trade school is a good option for me, and it's a good option for a lot of people that don't think college is for them. I, I would recommend it. Yeah, sure. because it's too. Like I will come out of here making six figures, or if I'm not making six figures, I'm gonna be real close, like seventy thousand, eighty. I'm I'm gonna be real close. Right. Right. Yeah, and nowadays, you know, you don't need a college degree to be to make six figures to do stuff like that, like to do everything you aspire to do in life. You don't need a college degree. Like it's a great place to learn so much about life and how how to navigate through relationships, through friendships, to you know, build connections. And there's so many life skills you can gain from a college campus. But in terms Definitely. of like spe specified career paths and your purpose, what you walk in, your journey, not all of that coincides with the college campus. Not all of it does. You can, you can most campus. definitely make it out here without a degree. Nowadays, you really can. Yeah, I never lived on a college campus before, but I know it's real social. Yeah, and as far as not having a degree, this is what most people don't know. To be a plumber or electrician, you don't have to have a degree. All you have to have a diploma yeah. or some training. For real? Like when I first started doing electrical work, all I had was a diploma. I didn't even have, I didn't have experience, and they took me. But that was a special I do toilets. That was in high school just three months ago. Three months you don't ago, bro. Three months ago, bro, I had to ask to go to the bathroom. Now you clean the toilet. <laughs> Fix the it's toilet. not even like literally. You just. You just need to have some understanding of what you're doing, how to work with tools and things. That's why I got a lot of certifications with tools. Mm -hmm. But it's, I'm telling you, bro, it's just you don't need college to do a skilled trade. And the thing most people don't know, it's a shortage of skilled trades. Like a lot of people go to college, but a lot of people don't look at the skilled trades. And the people that was already doing it, they're getting old and they finna retire. So it's a lot more money. Like. Yeah. The money for skilled trades, electricians, plumbers, right. HVAC. Right, like that um, gap got to be filled. All these things, all these hands-on things, like is the pay finna go up for that? Because yeah. it's shortage for them. Uh -huh. And y'all got to make up for that shortage. Y'all got to make mm -hmm. up. I say it's also something you would never be out of a job in. It's so in demand. Mm. In skilled trades. Like, there's so many different skilled trades. Like, yeah. Even CNA, uh, nurse, nursing is a skill trade here. Nursing is a skill trade. Yeah, they do that here. 
Mm. It's a lot, bro. Mm. Wow. And it's, these are things that are always in demand, even during the pandemic when everybody losing their job, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You still got a stable backup. Mm. Wow. Man, so what am I doing? What am I doing at college, bro? Well, I'm thinking. Hmm? <laughs> what what am I doing at college? <laughs> Give me a trade. It's like <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoy working with my hands. That's how I learn too, so it is easier. Yeah. As a BCA major, I definitely appreciate like the hands-on work, like having a camera I can hold on to, ca capture the image instead of just somebody showing me films or telling me about these different shots. Like the logistics side is important and very necessary for me to understand, you know, the basics of the film and basics of videography. But at the end of the day, I learn best, like you said, visually, like doing something. Like, show me how I can fail so I can get it right. Show me how I can get it wrong so I can get it right. Right. That was a long time. Like, there's a lot of times where I had to do so much trial and error. Like, I was working on Bennett Pipe for a month. Mm. I actually just done uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday. You said you was working on what? I was struggling and getting it wrong, but I learned it because it was hands-on. I was able to understand what I was doing. Right. It just took a long time to actually get it because it's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a part of that journey. Anybody that, like, college not for everybody, I recommend trade school. Mm. If you don't think trade school is for you, I recommend college. Or just work. If you want to be a business owner, I say just work. Stack your paper. But trades will always... It's always good to make more so you can invest more into whatever you're doing. And then exactly. that's investing in yourself into real estate, stocks, anything. Yeah. The more you make, make, the more you're able to invest. It's, it's always good to have a good secondary education outside of high school because right. you never know when you got to fall back on the job. Like, even if you got a good business, bro, mm -hmm. it could still, something could still happen to where you need to work a job for maybe a month or two. And, why go back to McDonald's where you can do something like right. plumbing or HVAC or electrical? And you look at all these like rich people or successful folk with all this money, it's because they have multiple streams of income. Like it's not just coming from one job they got. They got backups. They got backups for the backups. You know what I mean? Like they have multiple streams, passive income coming in and out every week, every month. Like that's how it's, money. it's not just it's not just one grind. Like it took years for them to build that. It took years for them mm -hmm. to get, you know, to where they are, but they started investing. They started taking the money they were making at first and invested in themselves, invested in themselves, and look where they at now. That's that was my problem too, is uh, a lot of people are too eager to get it without taking the steps they try to skip steps they want to be rich overnight right it took a long time to realize they don't work like that that's how people get scammed or that's how people fail. like that's not a success story that's not a success story you don't want either like if if the devil is leaving you alone you're doing something wrong that's the truth if the devil like is silent in your life you ain't have no battles no storms last few weeks you're doing something wrong 
Like mm-hmm. it should not be like that. The grind is supposed to make sure the gr- the process, the journey is supposed to make the destination worth it. If you reach that destination within a day, like what is it for? What do it mean? Fall in love with that journey, that process of seeing who you are, seeing what you were here, made here to do. The other thing is if you build it up too fast. You ain't got no good foundation, so when something do go left, how you That's why I think we see a lot of these, like, what they say, one-hit wonders. Like, a lot of those one-hit wonders, like, that money is very good, but they don't know how to capitalize off of that because they didn't do the work to get there. Like, they just reached the destination within a day. So all that, all that, you know, between where they started and where they are right now, like, that mm-hmm. building is empty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all they have is the base and all they have is the top. Like there's nothing in between. There's nothing in between. So when they're shaking, they just fall. And that's why I look at education as it's just a foundation. Like yeah. I don't plan on doing medical my own life. I want to be an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. this is my foundation. This yeah. is where I gotta start to build up to where I wanna be. So that's yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people should look at it that way, because it's like you may not want to do school. I didn't want to do school for a long time, but anybody that's just like graduating high school, you should look in the trade school, college, and figure out what's best for you. Or the military. There's nothing wrong with that either. Mm-hmm. But my parents, me, when I graduated, my parents told me they was like, shit, you either go to the military or you go to college. I didn't even know what trade school was when I graduated. I swear to God, I didn't even know what it was. So it was like, I found out eventually. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have did this when I was eight, 17, 18, I would have been, you feel me? I would have been Urgent. all the way into my head by now. You feel me? Urgent. Yeah. It's all a part of that journey, man. All a part of that process. But yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Second episode. Jeremiah, if you, if you got anything else for the listeners you want to say or leave a social media handle that can catch you at, as well as your brand, anything else? JP with the AP. It's exactly how it sounds. I'm going to have to tag me, too. Uh, Y'all stay motivated. Y'all stay blessed. And stay on that grind. Don't let nothing throw you off. Yes, sir. Don't let nothing throw you off. Fall in love with that journey, y'all. It it means so much more than that destination. Thank y'all for listening.